Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving. The digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFC Catcher podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today, joining us to recap this week's events, we have NFT Nick from the Nifty Alpha Morning Show. Nick, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, We do recaps every week. You do them like every day, which is insane (laughs) mad props for that yeah i don't uh, how has that been going for you like just every single day hosting a show about nfts um it's been uh, i've I've been enjoying it uh doing it every single day is definitely um time consuming but uh i mean that that's literally our business now so uh i mean it's basically my job we're doing it monday Mm -hmm. through friday um, if I really needed to take a day off, I could, I think we took off two days, um, in the past year. Uh, so yeah, a whopping two days. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, even if I'm traveling, it's not like the most inconvenient thing. So yeah, I mean, I think it's been, it's been a great experience. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. And, and you said it didn't start out like as your full-time job, but you kind of transitioned it to that or. Yeah, I was uh, working uh, last year at the beginning of the year. I technically was a product manager at a fintech startup. Um, I had uh, gotten tired of uh, political stuff within the organization. It was clear like I wasn't getting, uh, it wasn't going to be the best experience for me. The first couple of years there were actually really incredible. Um, But I was getting sort of burnt out at work and I I was like, man, I need a, a creative outlet here. Um, and so I went on clubhouse and started a show about stocks, uh, by the fourth episode, it had gone full NFTs. The third episode I had, uh, a coworker's friend, um, on the show and he was discussing like crypto and NFTs. And then the Beeple sale happened. And I was just like, oh shit, this is a tsunami. I'm going all in. I'd done it before with uh, Facebook. And so now I was doing the exact same thing again, um, was how I thought about it. Oh, wow. That's epic. So when did you decide like to actually quit your job and, and do this full time? Um, I actually quit my job, got a different job. Uh, also, my voice is uh, half lost right now. I was yelling over the past uh, four days. I was at a retreat. Um, and and so my voice is like partially gone. But um, so, yeah, I got a job at my friend. Uh, Friends company, they they were in the process and are in the process of launching a layer one blockchain. They needed help with a bunch of things. So I got a job there, uh, continued creating content. And then in technically, I started paying myself a salary in January of this year. Uh, but we raised some funding in November and did an NFT launch in January. So January 1st was my full uh, salary. I think by December, I was 
basically doing it though, uh, full time. So yeah, that, that was what the transition mm. looked like. That's dope. Yeah, it's wild. And then sometime early this year, like I remembered your content from early on. If you remember, we had that mutual friend staying alpha who like when I was doing VV and wanted us to do a show together. Mm-hmm. And that, that was over a year ago at this point. And then sometime, I don't know if it was January, February, March, I started noticing you guys in the morning and you're getting like 1,000, 1,500, 1,600, whatever people per day. And I was, and I started telling our listeners, that's a really good listen. Like, I mean, you guys, you guys do a great show. You're both really good hosts. You have a lot of, a lot of talent around you and, and great information. And I love that it's a no shill space. You don't let anybody just come up and start talking about their own project. You know, it could get, I could get ugly quick. Um, but there's been like awesome information, really smart, you know, not trying to pump anybody, just being honest and saying what you guys are doing, wins and losses. Like I listen almost every morning. I have you guys wow. on. Yeah, I really wow. do for sure. Yeah, well, no, I mean, awesome. yeah, I sit around, I put it on like I'm working, you know, and it's it's great banter. And uh, I like you guys are like funny, like you have like a, a kind of a dry sense of humor. You're like a little sarcastic. Sometimes people don't get it, but I get like, you always crack me up, man. I definitely really like your content. Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely, it's, it's definitely uh, fun to be hosting. It's a ton of work. Um, Mm -hmm. PO and I, PO's having a dinner with his mom who's in town right now. So he couldn't join, but um, yeah, we definitely have banter. It's, it's a ton of work. I mean, we're constantly trying to evolve it. There's more work going into it. And I think we're going to have some updates to it as well, but yeah, it's thank you for, for listening. And um yeah, we're just obsessed with like how do you make this better and better and better yeah. and better, and that's that's it. Like it's just a competition with yourself for the most part. I mean, there are other people um, operating the space, but frankly, the space isn't really that big, and so like we just need more people, anyways. So there's not like I don't I don't view. Don't get me wrong, I'm like incredibly competitive, but uh, I, I really. Um, I'm always encouraging other people like, you know, you got to go and make content like in the space. Yeah. We, we need more voices. You know, I hear that. And talk about being competitive. Like I don't, there was a while that rug radio was like the number one show. And then they had to like, kind of build their schedule around you guys. I noticed that. I'm sure you did too. That, uh, I mean, those guys are, I know Farouk comes on, like it's, it's a good show also, but they definitely had to like schedule around when you finished. They're doing well right now. Um, yeah. And I think, I think they're, uh, Farouk is incredibly competitive as an individual. Okay, we, sure. we text with him on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, I mean, we're always looking at all of the content that exists and trying to figure out, you know, what's good, what's not, as well as looking for inspiration in non NFT related stuff to say, what, what, what's some like alternative stuff that you can do that actually, ideally, I mean, the biggest thing that we're challenged with is like, I hate saying crossing the chasm, but really that's pretty much what it is, is trying to like jump over into some sort of mainstream reach uh, because right now we're all kind of talking to each other. Um, Yeah. I was going to say the conversation has changed as well. There was a time when it was all like, what are we buying? What are we selling? What are we buying? And now it's like the volume is nothing. And like there's drama everywhere. The conversation's definitely changed. It can get a little, and get a little stale. Like it's it's cool to hear what you guys are thinking about and your your kind of process there. Yeah, I mean it. It, it can get stale. That's a mm-hmm. constant concern. I think the the question is is how do you get more voices? Um, right. Is one of the things which provides variability. 
Um, the other thing is doing like weird off the wall stuff. Um, we like, I woke up one morning and did like a f- five minute Broadway song that or three minute, like I just like improvised it. And we did something like yeah. I, I, just doing, I'm not saying it was great. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying like it, it's different. So the, the question is, is like, how can you come up with like, we're, we're open to testing anything and uh, pretty much we do. Um, we're willing to throw stuff against the wall, um, including, I don't want to say we blew $60,000, but we kind of did oh on, a, on a wallet that we uh, created last year. And it was just a complete disaster. P would say that it was my energy was the cause of it. But regardless, uh, we, we kind of blew a large amount on what that. What was the purpose of that? Was that like, oh, you know, this is our podcast experimental uh, wallet. We're like on the show. Maybe we're going to talk about stuff and buy it live yeah. or. Yeah. The problem was, was like, we spent a lot of it up front and then we got just absolutely wrecked on a bunch of like bad purchases. Um, and it just went quickly and then we weren't maintaining it. So then like the market went down and we just weren't even monitoring the wallet. So it's, it's gone from like 60 down to like five or 10, um, which is not great on the flip side. Um, it's entertainment. I mean, we ended up you know, we still generate revenue. So it's, it's not like a complete loss. There were some people that thought we were essentially gambling our community wallet, which we're not. Uh, it's, it's, we were just like, Hey, let's make a business expense of this and see, and see what happens. Um, I, I don't know that we approached it the right way. The biggest thing is like most people that's not like, that's not accessible, right? Like, uh, let me go spend $60,000. Like the, the average person's like, what the hell, who the hell are these people? And what, what are they doing? Why are they wasting this money? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's all just to say, we're just testing out different things. Love that. Yeah. With content creating, you definitely have to be, I mean, you want to be consistent with what you do, but you got to spice things up, you know, and, and keep people on their toes. For sure. That's, that's always a big thing. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about, you're like, oh, people don't just spend 60K. And I just remembered Michael's friend whose first purchase was like a board ape for like $100,000. It was like 250000 Oh, no. We bought a cheetah ape with like the, with like the, uh, those like, uh, whatever those, not the 3D glasses, the, I don't even know what wow. they're called. That the, was the wild. visor. Yeah, that was wild. He, and then he got all into it. He bought like a, like a serum one, serum two. He was all into it. And how's he feeling now? Uh, he seems to be pretty positive about it. Uh, it's definitely, you know, and it went up like he bought it and then it like doubled. So he was like over the moon. You know what I mean? But he didn't it re- it. Right. It didn't sell it. Yeah. Now we're. That's always the thing, right? You always get yeah. the opportunity and then you're like, like you just, you know, it goes up and you're like, yay. But then you don't sell it because you're excited. Yeah. And this I... is like the hardest thing ever. I sold about 50% of my NFTs on the way up. So I did, I didn't like, Oh get, shoot. So I did okay, pretty flex well. Flex on us, flex on us. Mm. But the, uh, I could have sold more. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, you can always look back on like things you could have timed better, but right. Yeah. It's hard to look at, like I can sell this thing for a hundred thousand dollars and not, and, and just be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Um, like, like it's just, it's just a difficult, like, I didn't spend that much getting into it. I think all in that I've invested in the space is probably 30,000, but I didn't start with that. I think I started with like less than a thousand dollars that I, that I put in, but as I got comfortable, I invested more money, but I don't think I invested more than 30 K 
uh, into the space. Ultimately, um, I've I've since made other purchases, no doubt, but it's all come from sales, yeah. essentially. What's your biggest purchase NFT purchase? Like the most the recent one is a CryptoPunk. I bought a CryptoPunk oh, for, for 90K when it had dropped down to the bottom. It was down to 80, this one that I was looking at. And then, and the floor was like at 50K. And so I, I'm speaking in USD terms. I know. I'm like, I can't compute with your USD mm-hmm. terms. Like, what is this in ETH? I, I mean, I, I don't view, like the reality is, is everyone says price it in ETH. Price it in ETH is good when uh, last year, when you were trading, pricing it in ETH made sense because it helps you avoid kind of the emotional baggage that goes with the double volatility that you have going on because you have both mm. ETH and USD compounding. And I had a guy, a friend DM me and he was like, dude, how, like, wh- I'm seeing it going down in USD value. What's going on? And I was like, dude, the name of the game is collect ETH. Like, but collecting ETH means you do have to sell at some point. <laughs> so if you can keep accumulating ETH, then it's really good. Um, on the way down, it's not a great strategy. When ETH drops by 80%, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just don't value... Like it, it's difficult for me to value it that way. Um, I think there's some pieces that are valued in ETH. CryptoPunks have come closest to that for me. So I don't know what I spent at that time. Probably It was probably around 85 ETH or something like that is pr- probably what that ended up being. Ultimately, I still look at it in US dollars because if... Like a few hundred thousand dollars is life changing, no matter how you slice it, and yeah. uh, and so it's difficult for me to look at that and be like, I, I, I I'm just going to keep this in here because I never would have made a bet like that before. Um, That's the reason why you you probably sold fifty percent because you looked at it in USD. Like you know, I think yeah, you're like, oh eighty, like it's just eight. You know, the number's eight, right? Yeah. But it's like if you're like. I guess it depends the price of ETH at the time, but you know, thirty thousand dollars is like, whoa, that's you know, half of someone's salary. You know, I don't know. It's just like a lot of money when you're looking at it in in USD. And my sister, she's she definitely sells a lot more than me, and that's how she looks at it too. She's like, Jen, look at the USD value, not the ETH value. I remember my uh, my ex that when we were last, I think that was last summer, and. Um, I guess August uh, running up to mutant apes, like everything was just ripping and we, mm-hmm. everyone was just getting rich. Like literally if you bought any NFT, the price just went up. It didn't matter what you were buying. You had 90% odds uh, of winning during that time. Uh, at least for like a, there was a few day period. I don't remember what day it was, but the, but it, everything was just up. Uh, the Damien Hearst that I'd bought for, I guess $2,000 yep. was worth uh, 70,000 or something like it was worth 20 ETH at over $3,000 ETH. So it was like $70,000 for this thing. And I remember her being like, that's on the paper. Yeah. Yeah. You got a diamond hand. I still have it. Uh, that was a bad, that was a bad move. But, uh, also at that time I got the M2, I got two M2 serums airdropped to me for my board apes at that point. And there was an offer for a hundred thousand dollars sitting there. And again, I was like, I was like, yo, that's a hundred thousand dollars. Like that just landed in my for lap. Why, nothing. For nothing. Why, why wouldn't yeah. we take that right now? I saw a smart person take the hundred thousand. So I ended up taking two of them for like 75 K and just sold mm-hmm. that, moved nice. most of it off and then kept a little bit and bought a couple of mutants. But it was, um, 
it, it was absurd. Like the numbers were just insane. And it was like, where is this coming? Like, who is this person that's paying this much? Like it didn't make right. sense. It uh, got crazy for sure. Yeah. It was Nate Alex. He buys the top on everything. So it, it was probably him. Uh, the, well, I actually, one of my friends I know specifically had bought one of them. I, I saw him buy one of them and I DM to right as it happened. I was like, dude, you just bought this thing for 55 K that I guess, congrats. Like that, that's ambitious because you don't, you have no information. Like when else have you gone to a casino and you're like, and here's $55,000. Like when have you done that? Uh, and, and he got wrecked. Um, initially, I think that went down to like a few thousand dollars was what happened. Um, eventually, if he had held on, it came back and you would have made a profit. But yeah, that, that was that was disastrous. Yeah, yeah that was uh, wild when that went down. That was wild. It's just crazy to think about, too. And and now we're kind of at a different place. You know, there's I, I saw Michael um, reply to, to a tweet on something and um, it, it's like small the smallest news used to really pump the floor a lot on things and now it's like you know you hear a little something and it doesn't really move the market as much as people hope anymore um and it's just a, a bit of a different shift as i think people are are thinking a little more more about like exit liquidity you know versus like oh this means it'll go higher and you know they're like okay this it's it's looking a little not not too great for for some projects yeah, that's but, a good point. It, it, yeah, it used to be you could have a celebrity buy one and the floor would go wild. Unless right. it was Steve Aoki, then right. that was yeah. the top signal. Mm-hmm. We know that. Now nah, it's it's definitely a different time. And Nick, you mentioned like trying to figure out how to get new people, you know, how to bring people in. What do you think? Where do you think the next wave of people is going to come from to the space? You know, ultimately, that's like predicting uh, what product is going to work well, um, because pretty much that's where like there's a lot of talented people building things in the space. That's one thing that the NFT boom um, accomplished was it attracted before with crypto. There were few people, uh, the people that I knew were that were building in the space. Uh, were a rare breed, um, and there were all, there were a lot more naysayers than advocates, especially in Silicon Valley and uh, and San Francisco, which technically is not part of it, but same thing. Um, and I remember, uh, the, it, like, if you went back to like 2013, when people were talking about crypto, it was like religious uh, in terms of the people that you were talking with, um, and or political. Um, or anti-political, uh, anarchist. Um, and I think that uh, that has changed in the sense that rather than being just a bunch of weirdos, uh, it's still a bunch of weirdos, but um, we have, uh, and I, I say that in a nice way, but where society would be like, what, what the hell are these people doing? It's still that way to a certain degree, but we have a larger cohort of people that are doing it. Um, and now then fl- rather than just flipping coins, you're also flipping JPEGs. Okay, well, how does that help the world? Who knows? I mean, honestly, I think from that standpoint, I have no idea. But when you get a bunch of talented people working on stuff, inevitably, usually something ends up happening and some creative twist happens. NFTs were that creative twist combined with uh, COVID um, because that, that had existed uh, before. I mean... 
you need numbers to go up in order for people to be uh, interested and cater to people's greed. The same thing happened with Facebook. That, that was the publishing business I used to run. They, what they ended up doing was uh, in 2007, they launched the Facebook platform and developers could go and build apps on Facebook. And there was maybe like 7 million people on Facebook at that point in time. And uh, what you could do is launch an app and for basically everybody, the app would just go viral. If you had an invite widget inside of your app, it went viral and developers were just making a bunch of money, kids in dorm rooms. I met a bunch of people. I was writing about it because uh, I didn't understand what, what the monetization model was. And a bunch of people were getting rich. And so immediately a lot of people ran in. It was the same people a lot from the first internet bubble had reapproached this space. And then you also had a bunch of developers jumping in and you got a lot of capital that came in and you had talent that came in. And essentially um, a lot of those businesses technically don't exist anymore, uh, but a lot of them spawned out of Facebook. So I think of Living Social and Groupon at that time. I think of Zynga, which was a gaming uh, company, still is a gaming company today, but I don't know if any, like what games uh, people are still interacting with. But there were a bunch of businesses that like sort of spawned out of that ecosystem. Salesforce bought one for uh, almost a billion dollars, company Buddy Media. Um, there were a bunch of businesses that existed at that time. And the reason I bring that all up is that essentially those developers are what drove adoption. The same thing happened even before that. If you go to Windows and Apple, it was the exact same thing. Give developers a platform to go build things. They're going to go build software that enables people to go uh, engage with something that's innovative. And then they end up uh, adopting it. The, my bet, if I was going to make one right now, would be Apple. Uh, Apple's AR glasses basically would be my guess of something which ends up pushing this. Um, we're just ahead of the curve on that this time by a few years. Uh, but I think that that to me is the biggest shift that's going to happen is when digital meets real world. Um, everyone right now is looking at it being like, this is dumb. Why are you collecting this digital stuff? Right. Kids get it, but uh, kind of, they don't get NFTs. They get buying stuff for Fortnite. And uh, I just think that that inevitably is the stuff that's happening in the interim we're just having fun and uh, you know, interviewing builders and people like that that are actually creating things, which hopefully do drive adoption inevitably. But I don't. It, your guess is as good as mine, I think, when it comes to sure. figuring out what's going to be that driver. Um, right now, it was just pure speculation and greed, which I really enjoy. Um, but uh, it, yeah, so that, that's what we've had. That was f phase one. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next phase. Yeah, that's really good perspective. I like that. Uh, and honestly, like I was thinking the other day, like, you know, we always kept saying we're early, we're early, we're early. And then everything went crazy. We're actually still really early. Like you said, it still really is a couple years away. Like things got jump started. Things went way higher than they really should have. Um, but the, the you know, the, the concept is there. The blockchain isn't going anywhere. And you're right. Things are going to be built. What I always say is going to be, what brings people in is when people hear about something that they need, some kind of membership, some kind of access, and they say, how do I get that? Oh, I need to buy an NFT rather than I want to buy an NFT. Which one should I buy? So basically they're like, there's going to be products out there that people need and they want, 
and memberships, and they're going to realize that they need that NFT. I view most of it as just digital goods. And this is like heresy, uh, heresy. Yeah, pretty much um, for, uh, uh, for saying this, which is there's a valid argument against blockchain, like still to this day, if, if you want, like the, yeah. the problem and, and here's really the main thing in order to access all this, you need to go through the corporation. The only alternative is if you have a mesh network and we're all suddenly connected to mesh networks, which uh, for those that don't know, is basically like we can create the internet out of our own phones. So you can be a node, I can be a node, and then we all connect through it. And that can become, uh, we can essentially, similar to you can host a node on the blockchain, you can now host a node for the internet, essentially. Now, inevitably, someone has to be connected back to the internet. Well, who controls the internet? In the US, at least, is corporations. Um, and so uh, in order to utilize any of this stuff, you have to go through a corporation so the argument w- which uh, a lot of blockchain enthusiasts started with, which is about decentralization, uh, essentially fuck the government, fuck corporations, what, like that whole like idea, which I kind of agree with a lot of the stuff that, that, um, that's there, not all of it. But the problem is there's still gatekeepers that are associated with it. And essentially, uh, you know, your, your local internet provider could just decide or not local, but like a Comcast or whoever, uh, or time Warner can just turn off your internet and you're screwed. You're disconnected. So you got to go find some other way uh, in order to connect to these things. So the, the argument behind, uh, all the, each of these individual blockchains, not that I don't believe that they're going to continue to exist because I do, and I have a significant investment in, in those uh, in those blockchains, but uh, you could make an argument that like, th- this isn't even who's going to own it, that you, you'd you be much, it'd be much easier to bet on Apple owning the majority of quote NFT sales. They're not even going to be called that. It's just digital goods. And you're going to buy that, you're going to have it, and it's going to be in your collection the average consumer, they're much better at creating a consumer experience than basically any NFT interface that I've interacted with. Um, so why wouldn't wh- like why wouldn't you bet on them being the ones that end up owning it? That's the thing for for me. As much as I uh, hope that we that we together can be the ones that end up controlling and owning this, <laughs> you could argue that 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 those are the people who are going to end up yeah. buying it. Yeah, I hear that. I've said a couple of times when they talk about who's going to win the metaverse, like, you know, meta seems like a really good, you know, uh, candidate for that. Not that I'm rooting for them, but they're, you know, they'll buy up their competitors and they'll, and they, you know, they have all the money, they have a head start and they're going to do just, just saying the, you know, Apple's probably the same way. Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Google. I mean, those are the companies that own all these things right now. So Amazon. I mean, like Twitter is not decentralized. None of these things are. So it, it's, um, yeah, the, it'll be interesting to see how this all how this all pans out. Um, and I think that there's still people that will value uh, value these things. But yeah, it's it's difficult to see how the average consumer is going to interact with this. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Uh, should we get into some news of the week? The first one I put down is uh, Azerbala. Are you into Jenkins the Valet and what they have coming next with Azerbala and all that? Because I've been noticing something with them. I have a bunch of the board and dangerous. Like I've had four keys for a while, like since the beginning. And 
Um, definitely really like Jenkins, the valet, but this Azerbala now there's like all these fan accounts popping up, like people like playing parts in their world, like dozens of them. Mm-hmm. And that feels kind of like the swell of something. Jenkins, the valet has always been one where there's not a lot listed. Same with board and dangerous. Now there's not a lot listed. You're going to be able to burn those for the Azerbala PFPs. Um, it feels like, you know, in a world of really crappy projects and things falling very far, that feels like one that has a chance to me. Uh, well, disclosure, they sponsored us. Um, but uh, in terms of I also owned previously their NFTs, I sold mm-hmm. out um, only because I get emotional at my NFT portfolio periodically and nah, that's cool, man. just start hate selling things. Um, in terms <laughs> of... Uh, uh, in terms of, yeah, I mean, they're building something that's uh, quite interesting. I didn't fully, um, I don't f- fully understand like why this world versus whatever, but they're they building something ambitious. It does feel like they have a community of people who are super passionate. And I remember coming out of the board API club, uh, they were able to capture the minds and uh, hearts of a subset of the community that ended up jumping in there. And contributing to writing and contributing to storyline and plot development. So it's, it's really interesting what they've done. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know the, the latest updates. I haven't stayed up to date on every single thing that happens, but I remember you could get the board in dangerous and it's uh, deflationary because you can burn it in exchange for some root or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's similar, I think, to the Punk's comic when they did it where you can either burn or stake and if you stake it you get something with the board and dangerous book and if you burn it you get the root which then becomes your azerbala pfp mm-hmm. yep so you'll have your choice whenever they do it i'm pretty sure is how it's going down i mean i like that approach we're working on our own uh we have an nft but we're launching another one and uh, uh i mean we haven't really I, I have two of yours i have two of your guys portals. oh nice well yeah. There's going to be something you can exchange that for. And I like their approach. I think we're going to see a lot more of this. The biggest thing is like narrative development and NFTs is interesting. So I, I like what they're doing. They're at the forefront of that. And there's few comparable uh, projects. I think of Goblin Town developing some narrative, not as robust as Jenkins Valet. Um, and I think of a, there's a few other projects that have managed to do any sort of narrative development, we're all going to die. Did that? Although you, mm. you know, the conclusion. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, there's been a few, a uh, few projects doing it. I think they've done a great job. Um, clearly they have a, a loyal uh, holder uh, base. And so that's worked really well for their floor price, um, excluding, you know, ETH volatility. Um, so yeah, that that's, they're a great project. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I, I like, like I said, I really, I keep seeing all these new accounts popping up of people that are playing parts, unless it's like them creating the different characters. Like it really seems like it's people taking on the, which just is really important for a project. Like the most important thing a project could have right now is a people that talk about it, you know, people that push the narrative. But, Community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I like what they do. We had the thread guy on and he he's he's great. And he's like everyone like there's 
he's one of the guys that nobody doesn't like in the space, you know. Oh, I hate him. He's a horrible person. Yeah, except for you. Except yeah, we don't like we don't yeah. like him actually. Yeah, okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was trying to be nice. I'm just, I'm just messing around. But yeah, no, yeah, I know. Of course, of course. I, I think I like how you said community there, Jenny, which was uh, which is is an area which is interesting to observe through the bear market. Which is like, what the hell is community? Like, what, we're like, let's be honest. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, I got like a life to live. Like there's, there's other stuff outside of me hanging out in discord for, to a certain degree. So like, what is community? Uh, we don't need to answer that right now. They, they've, they've, you know, they've created a whole discord and they have their own community of people that are hanging out, but damn, is that difficult? You know, it's one of the, it's one of the most difficult things um, to develop. And uh, ultimately I think it requires, um, you know, leaders figuring out, you know, what, what they can do to get people to engage and stay engaged. And this is one of the most difficult businesses ever uh, in the sense that like you need that community to stay engaged. Otherwise, like they're just going to start selling it. Like as long as there's not stuff that's going on. So you constantly have to be juggling. You have to be out there. You have to have your face at a minimum out there. Yeah. That, that's like a minimum requirement. So th- that's uh it, yeah. Man, it's it's a tough it's a tough business. It's really tough. It's really tough. You need ambassadors that are willing to put themselves out there and talk about. I, that's what I think of when I think of community. Like to me, Discord is a bit closed off because you can't really like. I don't know what's happening in the Jenkins Discord. Like I'm not in there, you know. But on Twitter, like if if there's enough engagement for something, it'll pop up my feed, whether I'm following someone or not. And I think. Um, you need people talking about stuff on social media and and kind of being like an advocate for it. And you need those loyal fans, like those hardcore loyal fans just constantly talking about stuff. I feel like that's that's what I kind of think of with community. And like, you know, for Top Shot, that was my first NFT besides CryptoKitties. And I was a huge, I, I made YouTube videos for Top Shot. Like I, you know, completely free, just, you know, I felt so compelled and so passionate and that's what I think of when I think of community, like just people feeling really passionate and wanting to, to kind of spread the word. And, and, and then you build all these sub communities around that. So it's hard to keep them, keep that sustained though. Like how do you yeah. keep people passionate on an ongoing basis? I was saying out in the board ape discord at the beginning of it, because it was like, it felt like we were fighting against the man uh, when, and the man being crypto punks at that point in time of just being like, Yo, this this could like become valuable, and a lot of us were just in there celebrating, literally just the floor price, and then having other conversation. Now, uh, Herb and some of these other people were in there uh, talking about other stuff um, and just life in general. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Discord was fairly. It was just a an engaging space, primarily when we were all uh, locked up front with COVID and not being able to go out, it was a great outlet to connect with these random strangers who just had a similar passion over something. I just feel like right now, man, the engagement has dropped uh, immensely uh, outside of like market activity, which has also dropped uh, immensely. But yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep people um, uh, engaged on an ongoing basis, but I mean, you can do it. It's just difficult. Well, you can't. Yeah. And it's like you, and, and, Everyone was saying, "Oh, well, what projects will will continue to do well in the in the bear market?" And their the floor won't drop. It's like it's impossible. Nobody's immune. No project is immune to the bear market. Everything will drop in value and has dropped in value. And yeah, it's the same with engagement. It's like you can't keep the same number of people engaged 
when clearly people are going to leave. Like, it's just, it's impossible, but it's like, as long as you know that, I guess, and, and figure things out from there, but yeah, you're totally right. Like if you can't help that engagement just drops a lot. And especially when there's a lot of negative sentiment, it's like, nobody wants to be around that. Like people don't, you know, they don't want to see that. So they just leave. Well, and I think of like, what's the breakthrough thing that's going to make you, I think of like fans of Star Wars or fans of like different TV shows and uh, Westworld or whatever, name, name some, some uh, uh, TV show. People like pay attention to that, but it just feels like, um, how are you going to keep people like how's Board Ape Yacht Club going to keep people talking about that? Because it's not like a new episode every day or every week or whatever it is. So like it's up for people connecting. And essentially, I, I, for me, it's like a bunch of entrepreneurs who are trying to build things. Those are the ones that end up sticking around. And then it's like, okay, I'm creating a community of people building stuff. And that that to me is what a lot of it is. Um, so who knows? Yeah. What about that board? water? What is it called? That water? Uh, it's like some board ape water. Um, and there was like a bunch of... Oh, that hard, the hard seltzer it. that came out or whatever. No, no, it's something. not alcohol. No. It's literally just water. Mm. It's like water in a can. You know how that's like trending With now? The board ape like on liquid it. Liquid death, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that. And yeah, a lot of people, you know, trying to create a brand around um, their NFTs and their board ape. One thing I thought was interesting, I don't know if you guys saw this, Deepak had, had tweeted out the Kanye West graduation album cover. And he's like, how is this not an NFT yet? And Julian, who's the CEO of Doodles, said, wait until you see the Doodles record album cover and like tagged like Pharrell and Burnt Toast and Poopy. And I was like, mm. oh my God, wait, is Pharrell Williams going to have a Doodles album cover come out soon? I feel like that was some Elfa leak right there. But Doodles have been really, really quiet lately. Like people, I mean, the floor has really dropped a lot because they have been that. really quiet. Yeah, they haven't tweeted in like a month or something. And everyone's like, what's happening with Doodles? And um <laughs> You know, it's just causing, just causing the floor to drop because people, they just, you know, like you had said, stuff has to be happening constantly. Yeah. Know? For for the price to continue to appreciate. It's just people are so, um, I mean, ultimately though, uh, part of me is like, well, for them to have a social media manager when they have tens of millions of dollars seems like pretty basic uh, expense. I so feel like, like it's on purpose then because it's like, well, you know, I mean, they probably do have someone unless literally Poopy runs the account. But even then they're choosing like there's no way if you're a social media manager working for doodles. You're not just like not tweeting for a month. Like, I feel like, they, you know, they're probably like, don't tweet, you know, we're, we're doing something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like something's brewing behind the scenes. Maybe I'm being too optimistic blindly, but I do kind of feel like. They're purposely protecting being those bags, protecting those bags over there. <laughs> okay, I only have one Speaking doodle. Of behind the scene, yeah, I was like behind the scenes. She she has a doodle right on the wall. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I, I, you know, my boyfriend just got me a bunch of canvases of like my NFTs mm. um, frames for the backgrounds when I do like videos and stuff. You know, something something happened in the background, I guess. No, but yeah. What do you think of the blue chips that have dropped? Are there any eye and you guys are eyeing up to like, like I keep looking at clone X inch and under six. Nah, it's not oh, the one, nice. not the one for Nick. I mean, and like the doodles is just a little over six. Like I wouldn't touch a Zuki. I have not any ones that like chimpers I'm looking at chimpers is just over one. Now that seems like it's got a chance. 
I don't know. What's uh, out there? What's what's what are the deals that you, that that strike you? Even if you're not punks. buying, but I mean that that's that's yeah. what I would be looking at. If punks drop in price, I'd maybe buy a second. Um, yeah. I'm not buying. I'm bu- by and large, I'm not buying uh, anything at this point. I'd be selling most of my stuff, uh, which is, yeah, I guess you could say selling near the bottom. That's debatable. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Uh, I still have, you know, one mutant. I sold two of them. Um, I mean, and I sold those for a solid price. I think the, yeah, there's, man, it's difficult to to buy collections at this point. I think art yeah. to me is interesting. Uh, and it's hard on the collectible side of things. Uh, I'm buying mostly our own NFT. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like, how can I sell what, what, like, what's the process like that? At yep. what point do like, it, is there like a threshold over which I sell? I have no idea, but I kept buying just cause I was like, this is under, um, underpriced just cause I believe in myself. And, and then I look at what am I betting on with most of these things? And it's really like I'm betting in or betting on a team's execution and I also don't know what I'm actually getting in exchange for owning that NFT. And at some point, I think the reality is, is for a lot of them, I'm not going to be getting anything uh, for at some point for a lot of those collectibles. And then, I, and then the question is, well, which of those still are going to have collectible value? I think Bored Apes by themselves, even after they stop getting dividends airdropped to them, are going have solidified themselves as a collectible. I don't know what the price of the of them are at a at collectible value, um, and I think punks have as well. It's hard. It's hard for me to find any others that I'm just like, yeah, these are going to stand the test of time, and people are going to be buying these on uh, on mass, like yeah. <laughs> like moving down the road. Yeah, there's there's too much of it. There's so much of it for sure. Uh, Some of them will like we were looking last week and there was a spreadsheet out there of all the projects that did 10,000 Ethan volume. And there was like 60 or 70 of them. And Mm -hmm. just about all of them were down 60, 70, 80, 90 plus percent. Pretty much every single one, like from their all time, from their all time. high. I I saw that tweet. Yeah. I mean, it was like staggering, like literally some of them, 96, 97%, like, and, and 95% of those projects aren't coming back. Maybe one in 20 will come back. Board Apes, my target price was half a million. Pulled that yeah. out of thin air. It went to yeah. 450. And yeah, I'm like, it did. Nope, it's not there yet. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but I sold another one for like 250 or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Man. I just feel grateful for having it, being able to. For sure. We can't complain. Yeah, we can't complain. Yeah. Sure. What, what about your, because I ask Michael this all the time, like, <laughs> and then, you know, you have, you've had your ape that kind of like represents you and your mm-hmm. brand for quite a while now. Um, do you ever think about selling it and kind of like, what's, what would be your selling point for that? Like what would cause you to, to, to sell it and let go? <laughs> I periodically think about it, but uh, I also have thought about getting a different uh, cold wallet where I can't even touch it. Um, the ultimately that so I I, I had this discussion with POs while POs like 
I'm going to sell all my NFTs. So I have no conflict of interest. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like you need at least like one. They're going to be like, like how does this guy like, have a show about NFTs? He doesn't ex- know anything. Ex- exactly. And to me, it's all about skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's as significant as skin in the game as you can have either an ape or a punk. Um, and to me, that that's why I have those two. I have thought about selling literally everything else uh, outside of, I like the Damien Hurst. There's a couple art pieces. I have a Justin Aversano. Um, and yeah, and Twin really, Flames? No, I have, uh, although I, <laughs> no. I, when uh, Justin was releasing that, I had him on my podcast at the beginning. Uh, he, he had not yeah. blown up. And right, uh, right. he was like, yo, it's 0.5 ETH. And I was like, bro, I don't. I don't collect art yeah, uh, I, I, for a picture, bro. Excuse me. I had not bought an NFT yet. So yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that, that was uh, a dumb move, but yeah, I don't think um, uh, half a million or a million dollars. I would probably sell it at. I think maybe a million dollars, but if it hits half a million, I'll probably sell it. I mean, at some point, like there's some level where I'm just like, this is unreasonable. Okay, half well, a million we'll dollars. To- We'll, we'll try to reach out to you if it does that. So, hey, remember what you said. You can go buy a, buy a baller apartment now with yeah, that yeah. as a down payment. When it, when it got to 450, that was the point. Like all the celebrities were buying. We're like, this thing's going to a million. Like there's not going to be any left. Like all the celebrities, you know, like uh-huh. that's just what it felt like. I don't know. When celebrities are buying, that's when I'm like, yeah, that's uh, right. good. In I, hindsight, it was inevitable <laughs> for that to be the top. Yeah. I mean, it's um, worth it. Did you guys see that that temporarily over the weekend, uh, punks actually flipped apes? Yeah, from Ben Dow. Oh yeah, because yeah, like we, we got to yeah. talk about the Ben Dow too. Oh geez. Well, well that's what triggered all this basically, and it's yeah. still going on yeah. right now. Yeah. So, so there's um. I, I just did a tweet and got a bunch of responses and I'm having one of the people come on uh, tomorrow. Uh, this guy, Cirrus NFT, C-I-R-R-U-S NFT, his account. Yeah, uh, He's been writing about it. And so is NFT statistics, which is punk 9059. Um, but basically, yeah, there's uh, there's a bunch of NFTs or uh, including board apes, uh, mutant apes, clonex and doodles that are still left in um, the contract. And there's only 15 in ETH in uh, in there, so they can't pay out the loans essentially to the lenders. Uh, all of the money's been withdrawn, um, and so there's not enough in there. And the reason was the floor prices dropped, and so uh, yeah, essentially the value is less. The contract still exists, and I think eventually it'll it'll uh, it, it'll be okay. But yeah, I think the system was they had to dump. All those NFTs onto the market, uh, and and that just drove the price down. There was like I don't remember how many apes there were. There was a lot. There still looks like nine uh, that are in there. Um, so yeah, it, there there's a couple of logistical issues that are um, with what they built. Uh, yeah. So basically, from what I gather, is like people took out loans against their NFTs, and then. The floor price dropped below a certain threshold, which caused a bunch of uh, liquidation auctions to happen. And then and then the apes and stuff like that got auctioned off. And then obviously that kind of like lowers the price even more um, because then there's purchases for even less than, you know, the floor and stuff like that. And it was just and and yeah, that guy, uh, 
I keep thinking it's circus, but it's like serious NFT. Anyway, um, he or she has been writing like a ton of like threads about it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty serious, but I also, it's very complicated as well. And um, yeah, yeah, there's like a lot to it. And then Franklin, um, I guess he had taken loans out against like 60 of his apes or, oh, I forget how many, maybe he owns 60 apes and yeah. Something like that. But That's how he buys other apes is he takes loans yeah. against his existing ape. <laughs> and like Franklin's the only person, but like he, like he was totally fine. Like he didn't, none of his, you know, apes got taken away from him or whatever. And he's like pretty much the only person that actually can play the game and somehow make it out safe, you know? Um, Beatable. Yeah, well, available, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, with that hundred week that he had lost for like ENS. So take sixty times four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and he and he does twenty five twenty five million or so. Yeah, yeah so tw- twenty five million dollars, and you're just like, dude, you're not going to sell any of that. Like that was just like yeah. ludicrous yeah. to me. And I guess he got a token airdrop, so he probably still made millions of dollars off of. I the- think he turned all that into new apes. Cause at that time Probably. he had like he had like forty two when that all went down and now he's got sixty. Dude, his taxes have to be so wrecked. Like, yeah, he, could he, you imagine right. what taxes? <laughs> yeah, all that free taxes money and then just that? what'd you do with that money? Oh, I just bought these seven pictures of apes. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty wild. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty extreme. Like, yeah. he's definitely at the extreme end of things. But I guess he's just doing well in his real life that i don't know he yeah he has a regular job life. we had him on that's what he said he's not quitting his job he's just yeah, keeps his real job, job that supports him and that reminds me of pranked who had literally you know there i mean nobody i feel like the people now don't know who pranked is but like or pranksy, pranksy. Yeah. yeah well their username on top of pranks so i always think pranked but yeah pranksy they are like one of the all-time greatest nft traders like ever and like owns so much um and yeah i remember back when i mean maybe a year and a half ago or something they did an interview and they still had a job as well and it was like they literally didn't need to they you know they they could easily just sell a couple of nfts be good but they just loved playing the game and and that was like their thing um i don't know some people are just like that you know so that's frankly yeah, 1500 apes wasn't enough when it, when it minted out yeah yeah oh yeah to, to retire you for sure like, that was epic though yeah for sure um what else is what else is, are you a little worried about the apes right now are you a little worried like i mean i i to be honest with you i thought about trading my my ape for a punk but i didn't really have oh, shoot. i didn't really have the guts i don't know I, i'm gonna stick with the apes but my gut kind of does tell me that the punks might win in the end. Like, I just don't know what's next. They're going to build a game and then they're going to have another hundred thousand other, pl- other deed plots, other side plots. Like what is really the next, like they did so amazing given so much stuff, but you just, if they did another airdrop, it wouldn't be, it would just be, you know, it'd be worth a couple ETH or whatever at this point. Like what, I don't know. Are you worried about it at all? Or do you think that they'll, they'll make their comeback? This whole space is absolutely ludicrous. Um, I So no, I'm not worried. Um, do I think they could go down? Yeah. Uh, I could see these going down to like 20,000, 30,000. Like th- there's no, I don't know what the, the lower level of this is. At some point, you got to think rationally when someone's th- like at the end of the day, someone in there is holding uh, an, an ape 
And there is a scenario in which they say, hey, I could use an extra 30 grand right now. And, uh, and, that, and that immediately gives them, they're able to immediately get that liquidity. Now, right now, 30 grand would be an aggressive thing. But you see ETH crash, uh, if, if it crashes uh, again or further, I definitely could see uh, a lot of these things dropping. And ultimately, the price is determined by a select, like a small number of people who end up going and, uh, you know, listing the items. And that, that was the thing where everyone was like, punks have flipped apes. But if, eventually the market absorbed that. And I, to me, that's, that's the most bullish aspect of this is that they keep selling for over a hundred thousand dollars, like within hours. And to me, that's like pretty, pretty bullish as a whole. Um, I, uh, Yuga labs is a different story. I think apes themselves start moving into another area and, uh, you know, there's one team that has consistently delivered and that's Yuga labs just hands down. That's the only team in the entire space that has literally consistently delivered immense value to their holders, that being actual cash value. And, and so they just keep executing until they fail, which there's good chance that they do. I mean, just probabilistically, but uh, until they fail, you got to keep placing that bet. So I'm uh, I'm in, I have my ape, I have my punk. And I think those two things, I feel like I'm in a rarefied subset of, of the NFT ecosystem just as a result. Now, I wonder how many people have an ape and a punk. I think it's a thousand. Okay. Makes sense. Um, maybe it's less. Yeah. A thousand may be high. That, that, that sounds kind of high. It's me. hard to know for sure because like, they're not always in the same wallets. 327. I love how Nick was just like a thousand. I know for sure. And then he's like, actually, <laughs> no, actually, I, actually, I have no idea. I'm just throwing <laughs> a number out there. Uh, Matt Medved and uh, Keith Grossman, yeah. I was in a taxi with at uh, VCon. And uh, one of them, Keith said the number, and I didn't remember what it was. It could be in the hundreds. Yeah, it could be like a couple hundred. I don't remember the exact number. Um, now, now I got to go find that out. Yeah. That's interesting. That'll be, that, that is rarefied air. That's nice. I don't know what that get. I mean, I'm going to be one of the few people that's watched millions of dollars dissipate. But you have a pumpkin and if you have those two pictures, <laughs> it's nice. You have two <laughs> pictures. Good yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> I bought two pictures. My, my grandchildren <laughs> yeah. will be absolutely thrilled by They're that. They're down, down a million and a half, but you know. Here's how your granddad look, lost a million look at this. dollars. Look at this punk. Yeah, exactly. I remember. I remember when I first got into NFTs and I was watching on Crypto Slam, and the punks were selling over and over again for twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand, twenty five. I was like, "What are these people doing?" Like, I couldn't wrap it around my head mm-hmm. when I first started watching it, and that's what they were selling for. That's still my dream um, NFT, a punk. Well, uh, one day you can. You too can get a punk. When the price is tiny, yeah. Yeah, I mean the we'll, price we'll see, went we'll it, it went as it went as low as like fifty or 49. 40, 40, and, 40, yeah, forty nine. Yeah, and like yeah. I was tempted even then. I was just like, but I just want to hold my ETH. I didn't quite have the guts to to pull the trigger. Obviously, I should. I knew I should, but you know, it's a lot when. Oh, I don't hold ETH. Yeah, no, you don't hold ETH. Why? No. What do you, What do you do? You convert to USDC. GUSD and I get my 7% yield 
Um, and I just collect that. And uh, yeah, that's all that, that, that that's all that I do. I, I I'll trade ETH. I'll my I'll trade like a hundred thousand dollars at a time, and and damn uh, okay. And try and go for a swing like I do. With Keyboard some, monkey. <laughs> no, he trades millions. But uh, in terms of uh, and they'll they'll use leverage. Um, but I'll do that just to see what happens. I, it works sometimes. Sometimes you make like twenty grand. Other times you lose twenty grand. So right now I'm casual. Okay, I'm, I'm around the same. I'm break even, but it's been good for content. It's been good for content. <laughs> Do it for the content. Exactly. That's funny. That's I'm going to go at a bare minimum. The content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually sitting on ETH. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I've been watching it, you know, 800 to 2000 to 1500, you know, just, I don't want to, I don't want to play that game. Cause I know if I, if I try and get cute with it, it'll blow up on me. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I, I mean, I should accumulate more, but I haven't. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are with a pumpkin and ape. I know. Isn't wasn't that everyone's like goal in the beginning? Oh, we'll just use NFTs to accumulate more ETH. And really, all it did was, I mean, for me, now I have less ETH than I had before, and just a bunch of profile pictures. <laughs> like I, I bought Bit. I do say Bitcoin. I don't actually sell that. Um, so my goal was always to have one Bitcoin. I, I, I either have that or like 0.8 right now, whatever. Um, and then the uh, the other thing, ETH, ETH, I think in general is good. I, I should technically be accumulating that. Um, I should at least have a small amount of exposure there. The problem is, is the moments in my wallet, I'm, I'm just spending it on some stupid NFT. Feel that, feel that. Yeah. Struggle is real. All right. Well, we what other a, topics do we, we have? Yeah, we had a lot more on the list today. We, I, I threw Utes in there, which for some reason I didn't sign up for the the scholarship. I should have at least tried. Can. Oh, you still can? Yeah, oh, I should. What actually, is then. Utes? Isn't that on Solana or something? It's it's uh, on Solana. Yeah, you could talk to, but it's the guy that uh, Frank, the guy that the D Gods, which is oh, like the number yeah, one yeah. Solana project. Um, and they're taking. It's like a long scholarship process, and I guess they're. Uh, they're they're hand choosing who to allow to buy the NFT. Interesting. Yep. Is that hmm. you understand anything more about it? I just all I know is you know what everyone's just been talking like it's. I think Utes is on ETH. Um, is, oh really? Okay, so I'm, but you can buy it with Solana and ETH. Hmm. There's a uh, so Easy Eats who is on our show and then yep. also and, and on our team and has his own show as well. Is having someone on who uh, I'm blanking on the name of the company, but it's like Cross Bridge or Cross. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but basically, um, uh, that company enables you to uh, purchase NFTs with either Solana or ETH, and I, I think that's how it's going down. So you can buy with um, Solana, but I believe it's on ETH for this one. The other one they have, D Gods, is on Solana. Maybe it is on Solana. I actually, maybe it is on Solana. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this. Um, <laughs> but they do have this application process, and the big breakthrough that they're doing is just dynamic NFTs. Um, which I don't know if it's breakthrough, but they're, it's ambitious in the sense that like they're creating a marketplace so that you can essentially mutate your NFT, which is what I've been saying. I've been like dr- beating the drum on this base, uh, which is you should have the ability to change your NFT. 
Um, and so that means like someone Gucci could create clothing for it and you could put it on that actual NFT. So right now, 10 KTF did that and you can do that on the Gucci apes. So you, you, you manufacture that other NFT, but what instead the way that this works is you, uh, anyone can uh, develop in the ecosystem and create attributes that can be utilized for your, um, for your ute. What, uh, and so that's how they're thinking about it. Um, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of exciting things uh, coming out of the um, uh, dynamic NFT space, in my opinion. Um, and so this, this is just one of them. It's going to be one of the biggest NFTs um, period, but definitely in the Solana space. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I found this site. Um, you have to connect your Solana, your Soul Wallet, yeah, Phantom, and yeah. and your Twitter. Which I am not a fan of things where I have to connect my like social media to my wallet, like with my wallet in the same thing. So I guess I'll just miss out on generational wealth. But you know, it's fine. Phantom yeah, It's Phantom. You can go create a separate uh, a separate account, which you just use for minting this. Yeah. Yeah. Phantom. I do have a phantom wallet. I, I never really, I don't even know my password. I gotta go dig around and find it. <laughs> but but uh... just get the generational wealth. What are you doing? <laughs> just go and get it. You, you said you want a punk. Here yeah, come on. I want... You can go and take, just uh... go through the dang thing. So, uh, so they're just approving people that have a following on Twitter, basically. Yeah. You make you accept your yeah, yeah, you're like you're like you, right? you'll, you'll get it. You'll probably get it. Yeah. You're a big time influencer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll consider. I'll consider. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna. I didn't know you could still apply because I saw people being approved. I was like, God, oh, I missed it. I think it's only like 25 percent done right now. So like, okay, yeah, the, there's there's a long way to go. Did you apply for it? I did today. You did, did you today. Get approved? Well, uh, no, but I'm pretty confident just because of how big of a deal I am. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be silly not to. Like if you didn't get approved, I'm definitely not going to get approved. I'm just kidding. And they they tweet out everybody they approve. They do like a whole thing for each person. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that's smart. That's really that's yeah. really smart. Yeah, it's kind of neat. And then, but then there was like people were getting like under the ones they would tweet like, "Why would you approve this MF?" Or you know, <laughs> people, all kinds of good stuff going on. Um, what else has been going on? I wanted to tell the story last week, but I forgot when we uh, when we had Scally Nelson on. But so I was in a Twitter space, and if like people always talk about bots and the people that game the system, and I knew this ticket broker that he was like notorious for being able to buy thousands of seats to concerts and like game in every system. And he had a million addresses and a million credit cards. And I heard this guy talking on the Twitter space and, and he was like, just sounding interesting and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden he goes, yeah. And I did tickets for 13 years and I used to be a ticket broker, Nick. So that's why I'm talking about tickets. I was a ticket broker for 17 years before getting into NFTs. And uh, the industries are actually very, very similar. Uh, ticket broker and like the way the NFT, the buying and selling, that whole thing is very similar. So this guy was talking and I go over to his, his Twitter profile. I was like, oh my God, I know exactly who this dude is. I'm not going to say any names <laughs> or Twitter handles, but like, he was like, I was like, oh, it's this exact dude. And then he starts talking about how he was able to um, set up all these emails and he got 300 more Akami flowers when they did that whole raffle. Oh, snap. And he sold 299 of them. Like, 
Like we're like, there are people that will take advantage of every, when there's drops that are hard to get, like these people get up in there, they have bots. They, they like, it's wild what the hustlers will really do. I just found it interesting that the, you know, those people are, are coming over and I'm not saying I necessarily have a problem or not. Like, you know, people don't like that stuff, but it's the way it is with everything. Expose Nike. him. Who nah, is it? Definitely, definitely not going to do that. Nike <laughs> shoes, you know, Xboxes when Walmart puts them on sale and Best Buy, like those all get botted too. It's all resellers. And the NFT space is no different. I just, I found that interesting. Um, I, I, I was like shocked when I, when I was like, oh, I know exactly who this Did is. Did you reach out to him and you're like, yo, you remember me? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't. He was actually good. He, he was really good friends with my brother-in-law who I worked with. So that's like how I knew him. And I was, I was like friends with him on Facebook and he was always talking about what he was doing with tickets and like he would show all his tickets lined up. He was, he was wild. He'll push, push the envelope and there's still people doing that. Um, and uh, what else did I see? Fox is investing a hundred million dollars in their web three and blockchain business. They don't have any, they're one, they're the only uh, TV service now that doesn't have like their own streaming service and they're going to be concentrating. They're calling it the, uh, they created the blockchain created labs, BCL, and they're, they're trying to like do all kinds of a hundred million dollars they're putting into it. So they don't, they don't think it's falling apart. Yep. Um, And what else happened? I went to uh, the crypto, uh, what was it called? Connect crypto convention today and, West Palm, a little subdued. It was it was nice and all. The uh, NFT Kids Magazine, who I've talked about a few times. I love those kids. I love what they're doing. They were there set up, grind. And these little kids are like 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, all with their own collections. And there's like this NFT Kids Magazine that's that's really cool that helps them out. And you said uh, Monica was there, yeah, right? Yeah, ran into our friend Monica from Upstream, who was, uh, she was hosting a panel. And then I saw her walking around the convention floor. We said hello. That was very nice. nice. Yep. That's awesome. And she she told me about the goblin party next Saturday, but I was already invited. So I'm wow. Yeah. Two invites. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's like a house party in Miami for the goblins next weekend. Oh shoot. Exclusive, Nick. You don't know about that. <laughs> you want to come down? I'll get you an invite. <laughs> no, no. I have no idea. No. <laughs> you don't want to go to the goblin party, bro? No. Damn. Oh, dang. Damn. Okay. I thought you were going to be my plus one. <laughs> we're fudding the goblins now. No, I'm not fudding them. I just I'm just joking. No I'm attending yeah. the events because they suck. No, I'm just oh, gonna... shoot. You didn't get the free cheeseburger at NYC from the uh, goblin no. band? AJT actually tipped me off about their party. And I, I just didn't go. I mm. By that time, I was like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Like, this is. Yeah, that was late night, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, know. This yeah, is I can't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an old man now, 72 years yeah. old. <laughs> uh, maybe you're in your 30s. I don't know if you're in your 40. 70s. Are you 40 exactly on the dot? Oh, shoot. That's exciting. It's a milestone. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, wow, wonderful. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I, four, I, turn, I, turn, I turned 43 just uh, just a couple weeks ago. Hey. Uh, yeah. When I turned 40 is when I got my glasses. So look out if your vision starts to get a little blurry. <laughs> you're looking at your phone. You can't really see it. No, you're, no it's not happening. I remember I started... Uh, <laughs> I was with I was with my mom in Mexico City and we were in this dark restaurant and I couldn't see the menu 
and like, and uh, I was using my light on my phone, and she gives me her glasses, and it like changed my life. I was like, oh, so wow, yeah, that was just a few years ago. I have glasses, I just don't wear them, so I just can't see. Nice, but you know, it's fine. Anything else you guys want to go over before we do? We will typically do at the end of the show, the top 10 uh, collection rankings by sales volume over the last seven days. So we just kind of go over some statistics, but if there's anything you guys want to talk about, do you um, want to talk about the nifty portal too, Nick, but let people know like what you have planned, like the original token, the next one, whatever, anything you want to talk about that. And Jennifer was just trying to say something too. So I'm good to go. However, you guys want to roll it out. You can go first, Nick. Uh, the Nifty Portal, um, it is uh, it give if you own one, we'll mow your lawn. Uh, and that's good uh, utility. That's yeah, good so utility, that, man. That's what we're working on. Um, you'll get a free uh, radiator drain and fill on your car if you own a car. Wow. Um, and uh, one free tire rotation. Um, in what ter- the heck? <laughs> uh, this is nice. It's nice. What uh, is happening in terms of uh, the, the Nifty Portal? Like we're we're building a Web three media business. The Nifty Portal is our um, premier NFT. Uh, we have some upcoming drops happening um, that, that that gives you access to. Um, ideally, they're non inflationary drops, uh, and so uh, we're just focused on um, building that out. Uh, we we've been working with a bunch of different people to help us with that. We haven't announced anything about what it is, yeah. and um, and uh, that's because it's taken us so damn long to build it. So, um, so when so, you say when you say non inflationary, you mean that the people are gonna have to, if they want the new one, they got to burn the old one. Yeah, that's probably the way it's gonna gonna be. Oh, yeah. cool. I like that. Now that's a, that's a good idea. That's uh, unique, forward thinking because because everyone else just they just keep adding new tokens. People keep dropping new NFTs. I think it's literally the dumbest thing that I, that, uh, well, it's not the dumbest thing. It worked for board ape yacht club, but for every 99% of the time it fails. So why, why would you, why would you do that? Um, and, and our price isn't even that high. So like, there's not, uh, yeah, like you can pick one up for a couple hundred bucks and uh, on the media side, I mean, my thought is hopefully we should be able to give you value uh, that's worth the information.com is a technology news site. I use them as a benchmark costs like a hundred dollars a year or well, it depends on which one you end up subscribing with uh, many times a few hundred dollars a year um, to subscribe. You can get ours for 233 right now. So I'm hoping, you know, that people end up uh, seeing the value there. Mm hmm. I think they will. I think people do see the value. I mean, the fact just that your floor is whatever it is, 0.19, 0.18, like that says people see value because when they don't see value, the floor is 0.05, 0.04, you know? Um, I think people do. I think people really like your show in the morning, obviously. The fact that you're getting so many people when the market's so dry is very impressive, you know? Um, kick it off with a couple good, good hip-hop beats, you know, a little some old school stuff. I like this song selection in the morning. Ooh. Yeah. We love, oh, yeah. We love music. There's been some real, there's been some like deep, like, like some beat nuts and gang star. Some of the good stuff pops in there sometimes. Maybe I Michael, thought, you can make a song. Yeah, and, and you know, be dude, I don't 
Yeah. Okay. So I just had a couple of things to say before we end this. Yeah. This is kind of from my, you know, I make those Twitter videos now, like weekly update videos. Um, and these are like the three things that we didn't mention. Um, first up, NFL All Day um, opens up to the public, finally, which they were kind of like a, a closed beta, even though they were kind of like accepting accepting everybody. Um, so that was kind of big on the flow blockchain. And then Pudgy Penguins kind of made a bit of a comeback. They actually transferred to a new ownership um, and they actually launched their own marketplace, like literally just for Pudgy Penguins. And then they even like are coming out with like a Pudgy toy and like they're, they're kind of doing a lot of things. So um, I thought that was interesting. And then finally, um, Punk6529, um, he's creating the first 100% on-chain university uh introduction to nfts and the metaverse and yeah and that's coming out in october so yeah i actually did really want to talk about that i totally meant to um because i think i'm actually going to take the class for you know because i'm sure i'll learn stuff like they have a great list of um guests and panelists uh snowfro tyler hobbs beeple claire silver drifter shoots got gargamel from the from the Yuga, Kevin Rose, um, Keith Grossman, G Money, like all kinds of people. And to join the class, you just have to mint a free NFT and you can yeah, join but you don't, the class. But it's weird the way you mint it because you can't just like you can't just connect your MetaMask wallet mm. to mint it. You have to connect like there's a bunch of other wallet options. Oh, but really? it's like really weird. I have to like figure it out. Okay. But, um, yeah. But I'm, anyway, I, I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about it more as it um as it gets closer yeah we should i would suggest everyone look into it and try and take that click if you're someone that's learning and there's all different kinds of topics and you know six five two nines is legit as they come so if he's doing something like that yeah follow probably six five two nine on twitter yeah for sure must follow definitely like they're yeah they're definitely my top 10 people to follow on twitter so yeah great follow and uh yeah, no, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. I totally meant to because that, that's really important. I sent that to one of my buddies who's a high school teacher and wants to get his kids into blockchain. He's always telling me. So nice. I sent that to him. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Well, what are the top 10 uh, All right. projects on Crypto Slam? So NFT collection rankings by sales volume in the last seven days. Number one is Board Apes at 15 million. Uh, number two is So Rare. Which you know they're always at the top again. They they've they've blown up over the last few months. So rare did about half of the board apes at seven point nine million. Mutants are three. Other deed is four, and a surprising one. Immutaswap.io on the immutable X blockchain to five point eight million dollars. Yeah, up six hundred percent. I don't even know what it is. Let's I didn't go get to look into X. it. Yeah, Immutaswap.io. Number six is CryptoPunks. Seven is MeBits. Uh, eight is Moonbirds, nine is Doodles, 10 is Clonex, so a lot of the usual suspects. And number 11 happens to be NFL All Day, which you just mentioned. They did double the volume of Top Shot last week. They had this, um, they just had a pack drop, and there was this like Tom Brady um, legendary, or they call it mm. like, icon moment. And oh my God, the sales were like 17,000, 14,000. Like they were oh, going for wow. on the secondary a lot, and it was like $50 pack. So yeah, a lot of wow. a lot of uh, sales from that. Yeah. 
So there was there was the top ten, and number eleven is uh, NFL All Day. Pudgy Penguins, number twelve, who we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, what's the NBA top shots down at number twenty three? Genuine undead on there. That one. Yeah, genuine, genuine undead's number thirteen. Yeah, they did over two million. Did that hang in there? I saw the price coming down a little bit on that. I haven't. I think it went up down. On it. Yeah, probably like everything. I mean, ninety nine percent of them. They have their moment. You know, they peak wherever they peak, and then they just everyone buy moves it, on to the next thing. Point oh one, and it goes up to point point four. Right. It's, yeah. It's, the price is going to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, right. It's not going to work in a market yeah. like this. You just made. 40x on your money yeah that's uh that's unsustainable so it's unbelievable yeah Yeah. and uh yeah you saw genuine undead on this um what else finilar fin finilar i never heard of that one number 14 and other than that it's a lot of the a lot of the usuals potatoes actually infinities 16 you know, Axie Infinity still has the most amount of transactions of any of them. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of yeah. transactions on Axie. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um, Nick, any closing thoughts before we end this show? Were, any last uh, words of wisdom, I guess? Um, no. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to eating dinner. Uh, is nice. It's my is my current. Okay, well there we go. No words of wisdom. Um, eat eat your food, drink your water. Eat your vegetables. Eat your yeah. vegetables. Right. Very important. Stay hydrated. Thank you all so much for listening to this collab episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you, Nick, so much for coming on. Um, it was a pleasure, and we will catch you guys all in the next episode. Peace. Come on. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.